Welcome back to Weird Careers. I'm Eric. And I'm Danny. All over the world, people have jobs. And some of those jobs we don't even know exist. There are professions that we don't know much about. And there are jobs that aren't, let's say, dinner table friendly. Well, we're here to explore all of that on this year's podcast. We will be interviewing workers from all over the world about their strange and interesting jobs. That's right. Everything from specialized retail to sex work. Plus, everything in between and outside of set box. Oh, and if you're not already, please make sure that you are accompanied by an adult for this podcast. It can get spicy. Throughout the course of this series, we will take a deep dive into each and every career we stumble upon. Do you think that you have an interesting job? Maybe you do. Maybe your neighbor does. Maybe your best friend or your weed dealer. Okay, maybe not that last one. But if you do, stay tuned to the end of the show on how to get a hold of us. On today's show, we have a lovely waitress who, for privacy reasons, would like to be known as Shadow Blackmare in the show. But we're going to call you Shadow. Welcome to the show, Shadow. Hey, what's up, guys? We're happy. We're just happy to have you here, and we're excited to talk about your job. I am excited to reveal some things that I have about my job. <laughs> in a Reader's Digest, kind of sum it all up. What do you do for a living? So my main job that I have is that I am a waitress inside in a restaurant, uh, basically just taking orders, answering phones, filling up things, you know, just like the normal stuff that you would probably get in most mm. like restaurant fashions. Before we get into all the details and all the nitty gritty stuff about being uh, a waitress, um, tell us, did you have any schooling or training that you needed to do to get the job? So the place that I have a job with is um, I didn't get any formal training before. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like went in there completely blind. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> Uh, I do have like retail experience from when I did work in like a, a like a store. So mm -hmm. being able to like handle customers and like doing like certain jobs, it mm. wasn't any different than mm. working in a restaurant. It's just um, for in a restaurant setting, you do have a menu that you need to memorize mm -hmm. as well as like any additions and any specials, anything that basically changes in the restaurant for that day for food wise mm -hmm. is something you really need to like remember that things change and change very quickly and you need to memorize the whole menu. And that that was a challenge that took me like a couple months. OK, so how often would would uh, how often do changes occur then on the menu? Uh, so it, it really depends. Like there are certain like food uh, dishes that will be added on. So that could take sometimes like every other month. Uh, there are some certain things like we will add on. Some things will take off. But if you're talking about like certain sides, like if we're adding like vegetables or potatoes, mm -hmm. uh, that can change in an instant. That changes like every day. Oh, wow. So does your restaurant sell alcohol? And if it does, do you need to get some kind of special training or anything to sell it okay so my restaurant in particular does not sell alcohol okay we have a very very high turn rate so we do not need the uh the alcohol whatsoever that's fair um fair. but 
in Canada, you do need to have a liquor license to be able to sell. So there is quite a bit of a, um, which I'm, who's it? There's quite a bit of a process to go through. Mm -hmm. And so it is about like a four to five hour course you need to do. And it's like a hundred and some odd dollars and you get like a little certificate at the end that you can use. Mm-hmm. but you have to go through like the same thing so it's not just alcohol that you do for it. it's uh to sell weed as well oh you need to do that for really yep, yep. you need your can sell to sell cannabis yeah oh. you need to have a smart serve to sell cannabis that... as well as alcohol yep. that makes sense because you need to be able to see the signs of intoxication and you need to be able to know how to read a um uh, so do smart serves ever expire yes what? it's like every oh. couple years i think oh. mine expires in like four or five years oh does it does yours have it? an expiry date on it because mine does not does it not yep mine expires in 20 2027 on november 25th huh I wonder if that's a newer thing. It must be because originally it didn't expire. Yeah, I don't originally think I it was only alcohol. Yeah, that's oh, true. but I, I guess so. Here's the thing, then. So if you've got two separate certificates, I guess it's okay. For example, mm-hmm. I have my cancel yeah. to be able to sell cannabis, and I have my smart serve from when I did the training a decade ago. Okay. Um. So because they are two separate certificates, would that still count? I don't know. Blair. That would have to be up to the, the government itself. Mm-hmm. What tasks in a day do you have to do? So it depends. If mm-hmm. I am one of the openers, I have to make sure that we are fully stocked. So there is... Um, that we have our container so- stocked, um, that we have salads made that we have our dressings filled, that we have our cold table set up for any type of like burgers or anything, that we have like our little like takeout uh, to go um, uh, condiments are ready to go. We have our utensil stocked bags, um, that the counters are completely clean. Our papers are refilled in our receipt rolls. Our computers are turned on and have updated. And then we also have delivery with our uh, tablets. So we got to make sure that the tablets are also on. So that's only like the morning duties. Mm -hmm. Uh, During the day, you got to make sure that everything stays uh, filled up for ourselves as well as the rest of the waitresses. Um, Then we also are going uh, to make sure that the counters are also clean, that the floors are also like wiped up of like any liquids. To make mm-hmm. sure that nobody is tripping, um, anything is like taped down. So it, it's there's those like normal things, and on top of that, then you have uh, to answer any phones, take any orders, greet customers that walk in, mm-hmm. um, serve any customers that tend to sit at a, that you've been assigned at a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like normal things, and then you got like your drinks, your food, your dessert, and mm-hmm. and then remembering the menus and such. Yeah. So you guys work as a team then basically in the restaurant. Yes. That's good because it gets quite complicated if you don't, I presume. Yes. Yeah. 
It does. Cause then you have, uh, so way before, um, it used to be where like every waitress was kind of like on their own. We were still a team, but we weren't like, um, like a team, I guess you can say we were like individual pieces, um, yeah. that worked together, but weren't really like helping each other as that much. So when I first mm-hmm. started about like four or five years ago, um, it was like, you took your order, you were responsible for your order. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you were doing. Like nobody else would help you with your order. Nowadays, right. it was nowadays it's, um, doesn't matter who takes the order. Everybody is to work on it, um, to make sure that it is up and ready and that hat we've had like um a few things here or there like glitches in the system Mm -hmm. where we had to like iron out so now we have like different um i guess you can say symbols that we put onto our our order chits to make sure that people know it's like hey somebody's already grabbing things for this order so you don't have to okay that's kind of cool awesome Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like before we didn't have that so you would end up having like one person will be on their way to go grab it somebody mm. else comes over sees the order and then they will go grab it then the first mm. person comes back already has the starters and then the second person comes back and like oh no you already grabbed that i didn't know and then they have to walk all the way back and then it's just mm. it was just a waste of time it was a lot of confusion also mm-hmm. so now we put like little dots <clears throat> um to symbolize that somebody is already going to go grab it and then when we have it we mark it off the chest so that um we know that it's there nice. oh nice that definitely makes it a lot more organized yes Systems. Um, it's always what was system. it what sorry <laughs> what was it like prior to uh like because do you do mobile pickups or like skip dishes whatnot we yours? do that now yes yeah, so we well, started that in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber was the first one to come in uh, at the, I think, April or June in um, 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one that we had. And then the year after that, or I believe in like the fall, mm-hmm. um, we ended up getting Skip. Okay. And then later on, we ended up getting DoorDash, which DoorDash mm-hmm. is not that popular in my city um because we're just like a small city so it 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 doesn't get as many orders as like skip or uber so it's not Mm -hmm. that popular that makes sense how much of a difference is it now that you have that prior than when you didn't so i i was there before we had the mobile and then i was also there um when we weren't like as um dependent on takeout orders so like before you would end up getting maybe just like a couple we okay so in retrospect before we used to have like in the afternoon at nighttime during like dinner rush we would have about like four people Mm -hmm. um normally and then now we have about like five to six depending on the day so like on the weekends we'll have about seven and then during the week we'll have around like five five or six well, you were kind of touched up on that one is if you uh, if other people needed help, you do it as a team now. Yes. As opposed to before, you probably didn't really do much. Like if the dishwasher, say, needed to have the clean dishes put away and you had nothing to do, would you do that for them or? Um, not necessarily. 
not necessarily that's that sounds mean but the the thing is is like um back of house and front of house like Mm -hmm. we do work together but it's it's basically separate so like the the kitchen guys Mm -hmm. and the dish people have their own duties and everything back there and then in front of house like the waitresses and everything have like their own duties up at the front so um there will be times where the only time i will ever go and like help uh, the dish pit is if I personally do not have dishes for my girls, I will go back there and get them myself if they're already done. There you go. <laughs> if I don't have anything to do, I'm not going back there to grab dishes just for the heck of it. Like they have their own stuff. They can handle that. Like if I'm not busy, then they are busy, but like they have I enough mean, people back there to be able to do it. Yeah. That was just the first thing that popped to mind. <laughs> Doesn't yes. Just that one, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I will help if like my girls need it. Like if it's something that will benefit us, like actually we need the dishes and such, then I will go and get them myself. But if, mm-hmm. if it's like a slow day, then no, there should be no reason for the dish, uh, the dish pit to be unable to get their jobs done. Yeah. That sounds that's mean, fair. but that's just the way it is. Well, it's I mean, they're only focused on that aspect. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it's not mean because it's, what they're supposed to be doing anyway exactly kind of well to to build off of that um the dish pit in my in my work establishment they're not just doing dishes they're also prepping things they're grabbing stuff for the kitchen when they need it um that's fair so those ones kind of work, work together while you in the front work together exactly so like the so if like let's say like the, the dish guys like if they don't are not on top of their things they're helping the kitchen with what they need so it, it's kind of like a back and forth so sometimes if like the guys don't have their stuff done it's because they're helping the kitchen at that time to- at mm. that time what's it like in a day okay so we'll we'll talk like about like during the week um mm-hmm. so like monday to thursday <clears throat> yeah. let's start with those first so monday is a 50 50 we can either be very, very busy because it is the first day of the week and people see it as in like, a oh, I just went to work. I don't want to cook this day. Let's just go out. And then there are those people who are like, oh, it's first day of the week. I don't want to go out. We just had that on the weekend. So it's more like a 50-50 really. Um, mm-hmm. In like a typical day, we're, we'll have like our, our, our lunch rush that will last for a couple hours. It usually starts around like noonish. It can end around like two. And then like from like two to about like four ish, we end up having like um, downtime. So mm-hmm. in that time, you're making sure that everything is like filled, clean, uh, and like checked up on. And then um, in that time, you also have uh lunches and breaks for all the longs and then in the afternoon you have our dinner rush which again could last a couple hours on slow days sometimes it's not that crazy so we end up having only like a few maybe like about an hour's worth of like really busy like gotta crack down on things Mm -hmm. and then you kind of just like slow down and then it's like an order every once in a while okay Um, that's kind of a nice pace though yeah. Just to be, be able to slow down just for a little while, at least. I mean, for me, it would be. So when you, you're saying you're scheduled from, let's say, 10 to 6, for example. So does your shift end at 6 o'clock or when that last table that you started, I, how, how does that work? 
Like, does somebody take over that at six o'clock, or do things kind of blend together? How does that work? So, if it is a really busy day, um, in most retrospect, you like when you're you leave when your last table is done, mm-hmm. or it gets to a point where your table does not need you. Yeah. So, in other words, like, um, uh, so let's say like you would end at like four o'clock because you would have day shifts and then you would have the longs. So for a day shift, sure. if they end at like four o'clock, but they had a couple tables sit down before um, they were to go home, if their table is in the middle of the meal, they'll tend to end up waiting until they get to about the point where they have to give them the check. Okay. And then they can go unless the manager says like, no, that's fine. We'll just hand it over to this person. They will... And then it's up to them. It's like, oh, well, either you can cash them out and give me whatever they leave in gratuity mm-hmm. or, you know, what, it'll be like, oh, no, that that waitress can completely get it transferred over to them. And then they'll get the gratuity after that, even though that they did half. Oh, OK. Um, if a table just sits down, then the next set of waitresses will come up and then um, the first waitress will kind of look just like get their starters ready and then they'll pass over the order to the next person depending on who gets in their section. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then after that, you end up getting um so it, it's it's from there. So if the if management says it's like no, you're you're done for the day, then you'll you'll go. Yeah. If okay. If they want you to stay for like maybe an extra hour because you don't feel like, especially if it's a regular, if a regular comes in and they come at the end of your shift, you will can ask to stay for that mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes they'll let you, sometimes they won't, but it, it's really up to, to management if they want to or not. Okay. There you go. So uh, to kind of uh, bounce off of Danny there. Uh, with special occasions like Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, um, how much do these special occasions change from a normal day? So Valentine's Day can be busy. It's not too, too crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's more like a, a heavy rush that comes through in the dinnertime era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could end up starting around like three o'clock for those. And like everybody will come in for dinner up until about seven. Sometimes they'll come up right up until like the end of end of the day. Okay. Um, we also do tend to get a lot of takeout as well. Cause a lot of people, especially no offense, but a lot of gentlemen are like, Oh, well I will just get takeout instead of making a lovely meal. And then they will been so many times where I'll like, take the phone order and the guy's just like yeah um i forgot to uh to make dinner i'm like oh no worries we'll we'll get right on that and then you can just tell them that you made it how about we do that okay and he's like oh yeah that sounds great and i'm like cool <laughs> i can't i've never gone that far before i'll <laughs> Lucky say that you <laughs> but um yeah like it's not too bad. Like the, the Valentine's Day is kind of like up in the air. It's the same thing with Easter. A lot of the parents will come in with like their kids just for like dinner. Um, mm-hmm. Now for like Mother's Day, Mother's Day, we are packed from the morning, from the time we open, from the time we close. We may have a break in the middle of the day between like three and four yeah. to be able to restock everything. Other than that, we are running crazily throughout the restaurant to make sure that everything is good because we have so many patrons that will come in because 
we have really good food and people mm. want to treat their mothers very well for uh for for mother's day so we end yeah. up getting like a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah. of people it definitely yeah. depends on what the occasion is then mm-hmm. yes it really does depend like christmas um Christmas, you'll end up getting more takeout than you do dine-in. Like this year, we end up getting a lot of uh, dine-in because last year we were just around like the only able to do like 10 people per restaurant because we were in the middle of lockdown again. Mm. Right. So we got a lot of more of the takeout and we were just, none of us were able to stop from the moment we started to maybe about half hour before we closed because we ended up uh Last year, we ended up staying open an extra hour, which people didn't realize. And even though that we had um, a bunch of pre-orders done, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of the, like the walk-ins that were coming in just uh, didn't realize we were still open for like another hour. Yeah. So there was that. But it wasn't too bad. We ended up getting like, um, we were just basically crazy from whatever to whatever mm-hmm. that day was. So, Which was um, <laughs> so tell me then, what 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 kind of differences did you see? Uh, what changed between pre-COVID and post-COVID? And like, what did your how did your procedures and everything change during COVID? Like, how did all that how did all that pan out? So, in the middle of COVID, um, we ended up getting like these plastic uh, dividers. Mm-hmm. So now, like, people can't breathe on us. I think that's what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so there was that. And then, you know, we have like the hand sanitizers that all the other restaurants had. And then there was like, um, like a basically like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, other than it's just like whatever you saw in like other restaurants, you saw on ours. Um, so yeah, there was like the dividers, the hand sanitizer, the little stickers on the floor. Let's say, Hey, can you stand here? Make sure you were three feet or six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Um, basically acting like a security guard and being like, Oh, we're only allowed to have so many people in the restaurant. You need to step outside. Oh, wow. oh why? Well, it's the rules right now. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, you had to probably wear the masks. What about when the people... Would they put the mask up when you're talking to them at, if they had to dine in or what was the, the rule with that? So the we as waitresses had to wear the mask when we were mm-hmm. at the tables. They The patrons were supposed to put the mask back on when the waitress came over to the table to like like take their order or anything, but they never mm-hmm. really did. But yeah. in the reality of it, exactly. Yeah. So it was really up to like the waitresses if they wanted to have like the face shield as well. Because okay. at like one point, mm-hmm. the government was saying that, oh, we needed to have the face shield and the mask. But mm-hmm. that was too much. But our establishment is just like, no, you guys can choose if you want to have the face shield. But the That's mask good. was mandatory. That makes sense. Yeah. So on normal days, do you take parties of people like celebrating for birthdays or whatnot? Um, well, we don't do any reservations. Ours is always like first come first serve. So we can take parties, um, mm-hmm. but we don't do anything like too crazy. Okay. We can take like a certain amount of, of people in, 
but if they end up getting over like our table size then we end up like telling them it's like hey sorry guys but if you want to have this many people unfortunately we have to split you up because we don't have rooms we just have like one large dining room and then mm. like tables oh okay or uh we have some tables and chairs and then we have booths oh okay that makes sense Mm. what is the slowest day that you can remember having the slowest day would probably be a tuesday (laughs) why oh wait no (laughs) it was this random tuesday i remember it was raining and so the slowest (laughs) so actually it's really funny it wasn't actually a tuesday it was uh every monday Mm. last january was our oh. slowest day so there was the first really? okay it was like that first monday right after the new year when we had that really huge snowstorm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know the one with like the three foot like six foot like falling of snow like when we had yeah. that that was like yeah. a rest like basically half the city like shut down for that anyway yeah <laughs> um and then the next the monday following after that there was like another big like blizzard which was the funniest thing so we ended up closing like an hour or so early yeah. because we just ended up having like nobody and we couldn't um we couldn't uh get or we didn't want to put our the delivery company that we have a, a not contract but an agreement with we didn't want to put them in jeopardy too much yeah um by sending mm-hmm. out takeout orders because that's yeah. all we could do during the lockdown that makes sense um so yeah, like we had like one lady basically like call in and she flipped out, be like, "Oh, I ordered like forty five minutes ago. Where's my food?" And then we're like, "Oh, we're so sorry." I'm like, "It, it is snowing outside, so the driver's just being safe." It, we did tell you it's gonna be around two hours up to mm-hmm. for delivery, and she just would kept flipping out. Oh, and I guess the one who took the um the phone call at that time was just had enough of it and she's just like hey lady it is snowing outside do not yell at me your driver is on the way (laughs) being safe like have you looked outside it wasn't the smartest thing to say but like that woman did need a reality check because it just wasn't fair like seriously Mm -hmm. like she's like you're you are making an order for someone to deliver it to you because you don't want to go out in the snow and drive in it yourself exactly yeah have a little patience yeah so on that day i remember there was like i think there was like four or five of us and i ended up being uh cleaning up where we have like our drink storages and such so like where i have our like fountain machine and and our dessert uh, uh refrigerator so I ended up cleaning that uh, very quickly because we barely used it. So there wasn't too much. So um, that was also when it was only like the kitchen guys in the back and everything was like in lockdown. So I ended up helping um, the one gentleman who was doing the dish pit by himself. So um, I ended up just putting like a bunch of stuff in the racks and then throwing it through the machine. And then I kept bothering him. I'm like, hey, where does this go? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yeah no problem and he's like it goes there it goes there it goes there i'm like okay cool and we just like i put headphones in like my earbuds and i just kind of like went at it i um, think like i stayed an extra like hour and a half helping him and i'm like you know what i really do need to go home the snow is getting pretty bad and i'm pretty sure my husband's wondering where i am even though he's like texting me <laughs> okay so yeah. you're closed i'm like yes where are you i'm helping so and so in the dish pit by the <laughs> how do you do this and he's like well 
you got to put it in this way. I'm like, okay, I put it in that way, but it's not working. <laughs> My husband works in the dish pit at the restaurant that mm. I work at. So we work- Oh, okay. Yeah. Just to give some context as to why I'm asking my husband how to use the machine. Oh, <laughs> I knew. I so that that's why sense. I wasn't confused. <laughs> Danny's well, like, yeah, I know was what's going on. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. on that note, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. So don't turn that dial. We'll be right back. Are the big corporations taking your sales with fancy images that just aren't in your small business budget? Not to worry. At Cardinal Images, they take everything to heart. Cardinal Images is a small business supporting small businesses, so they get it. Check out cardinalimages.ca for their gallery and contact info. Also, if you're a listener of this podcast, you will receive not only your demo images, but your first shoot absolutely free. Just email eric at cardinalimages.ca with the subject line podcast promo to receive your free shoot today. Cardinal Images, affordable pricing, professional images, and personable photography. Hi, my name is Shadow and you're listening to Weird Careers. And welcome back to Weird Careers. We have Shadow with us. Welcome back. Thank you. Is there something that you wish you didn't have to deal with being a waitress? Honestly? Mm. Honestly. Customers. <laughs> Cust- the, the which ones? What kind it, of customers? The idiot customers. Oh, my God. Like, just not like all of my customers are fine, but there are like those really dumb ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I completely yeah. understand. Like the whole like, oh, can I get a cheeseburger without the cheese? So you want a plain burger? No. no. Or the right? whole, what comes on a bacon yeah. burger? Bacon. Exactly, bacon. right? Like, <laughs> it, it's just like the, the general questions. Like if they if these people actually ended up like reading the menu, then you would answer like 90% of the questions before exactly. they come out of your mouth. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. right? Like, like, you can answer your own questions. Like, what's on oh the bacon my... burger? Read the menu. Yeah. Exactly. That whole common sense thing, not so common. Yeah, I I, I did the whole retail thing. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I've had people ask me stupid questions like that before. Like, oh, can you help me find the shampoo? And it's beside the shampoo is in the first aisle. You just walked past me. Or it's the whole like you're in the like cough and cold aisle, like fixing up things. It's like, can you help me find the cough syrup? Yeah, it's right there by your face if you turn Open to the light, your eyes there, like lady. 90 degrees. The so... sarcasm is strong with this one. <laughs> I love when people say, Can I pay debit? And it's like, I don't know, can you? <laughs> can you? Yeah. I don't know. You ask, you tell me. Right. For the ones that just like, oh, you just have to answer the question at the beginning of the tap of the on the on screen, and then you tap at the top, and then they proceed to tap at the top, and then you're just looking at them like you need to answer the question. What question? Mm-hmm. The one on screen. Follow the prompts on the pin pad. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, can it's you follow the prompts, reason. please? It's called reading. Yeah. Open your eyes and see the world around you pretty much yep the other one that really annoys me like up here in canada we are 
we are paid properly up here. Like we get our minimum wage. If you work in an establishment that sells alcohol, they can actually dock you about an uh, about a dollar because they have to make some money. So they don't mm. pay you like the full minimum wage. You get your alcohol minimum wage. Um, okay. <clears throat> so up strange. here, we are not dependent on gratuities. When we get gratuities, mm. it is a very appreciated gratuity we appreciate every penny that a customer gives us i've had customers give me like 50 cents they're like i'm so sorry that's all i can afford i'm like you know what i'm like don't worry about it i'm like you gave me something i like anything is appreciated and i thank you from the bottom of my heart when you do that the (laughs) ones that annoy me is when i'm doing takeout they look at the tablet menu and i'm like oh you just need to like answer the prompt at the top or would you like to leave a tip for the girls today and they look at me with such disgust to be like I'm not tipping you. I'm getting takeout. I'm taking this home. And I have to stand there and give them a smile and be like, oh, that's no problem. Just press the cancel on there and you can keep going and tap at the top. When I really want to say like, oh, so me taking your order, placing your order, giving it to the kitchen, making sure that it's all correct, uh, writing down that it's your bag and not somebody else's, calling out your name, making sure that it is you, and having all your stuff in there as well as all your damn condiments and your utensils. That's not enough for me to get a dollar from you because you're taking it home and I didn't serve you at a table? Correct. Exactly. Like, that. Like, do you hear the words coming <laughs> out of your mouth? <laughs> Really? People are like just we... very, I, I come from when I, when I was, I used to be a server at a, a Swiss LA many, many years ago. And yeah. this was a time where there was a server minimum wage and then a minimum wage. So yeah. you actually did rely on tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you were uh, a waitress at that point in time no, uh, where that. you would remember that. Um, but it's, it, it was at the time you relied on those tips. You know, I'm instead of making if whatever the minute i think the minimum wage was eight dollars an hour i was making six something plus tips yeah i think from what i remember when i was um like t- like 2012 or something or 2018 mm-hmm. or no so it's two very different years yeah I think it was like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I graduated high school, because that's when I got my first job. Um, before I switched over to retail, I did actually uh, want to get a job as a waitress in like a different mm-hmm. place. Um, but I did see like the the minimum wage was like 420 or like 640. And I'm like, yeah. why? The minimum wage is like 825. Why are we being paid so little? And I did not realize it's because when you're when you go and work at a restaurant that served alcohol, uh, they did not need to pay you uh, like the regular minimum wage that everybody is, that everybody exactly. got. So that did not come into effect until like a good few years later. Oh. So didn't know that i was not a waitress at that time i from what i saw i didn't want to be (laughs) but i did not realize that actually having that experience and actually getting the tips at that time was like those gratuities like i was Mm -hmm. still living at home so it's not like i really needed uh the crazy amount of money um but like it it, it was just something i just did not think of getting so i i ended up going into like retail instead yeah (laughs) Which wasn't any better. 
Yeah. I've done 17 years of retail. I understand. I did like 12 or 13. <laughs> I was even a manager at like one point. And I hated every second of it. Oh, I understand. Is there any customers that go above and beyond to help make your job easy, easier? Because I know like personally, I'll try to stack the plates and stuff together. It's the funny thing is like I do that also, but I, I grew up like that in my own mm -hmm. household because it's, yeah. like, it's just easier to take the the dishes and such mm -hmm. it, it in certain places it's fine but then you have like the customers who end up putting like plates on top of plates that still have the forks and stuff underneath it mm -hmm. so they're not taking the utensils out and then yeah. placing all of them at the top so you end up having like this weird stack it's not everybody yeah. and some mm -hmm. people tend to leave their their plates but a lot of people are like really good with like stacking their plates and mm -hmm. um and like putting their utensils like all in the along the top so it's easier for us to like grab and like run away with and putting mm -hmm. them into the bins um for me it is the customers that tend to joke around with me like those are yeah. the ones that i that make my day um so i have like this one gentleman who will come in like a couple times a week to have breakfast and i know him pretty well we're on like first name basis mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just the funniest thing because I think at like one point he told me a story about how he was trying to clean out a gutter with a knife and the police got called on him. Oh, oh man. So now <laughs> it's just like this joke will come around like, so got called police on you anytime soon? He's like, nope, been a good boy today. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love that. So, and then there are just like some customers like, um, they, they don't come around as much anymore because like their jobs have taken them elsewhere because of the mm -hmm. pandemic but there was like three four people that they would just walk in and I would know their their uh their orders like off by heart like yeah. one guy will mm -hmm. come in I'm like oh scram uh eggs and bacon scrambled or no uh medium uh over medium bacon home fries rye toast and a bottle of orange juice that was his full order, and that's what he had every breakfast that around. Sounds delicious. The I want breakfast food now. <laughs> I know mm. breakfast food is the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there, there's some people that will come in and be like, "Hey, so and so, how's it going? Like, are we getting your usual today?" Um, there's a couple of them that are getting to that point, and I'll be like, and he's like oh, well, I I guess I've been here too much because now you know my name. I'm like, yeah, we're getting there. No worries. And like maybe about three more sessions, we'll be able to have it where I can ask if you're getting your regular today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. so how bad can some of the customers get like on the opposite side of things? Oh, my goodness. That That is a... That's a trip. So... <laughs> <laughs> there are... Yeah... I'm pretty sure you can. So customers can get really nasty and they can get really nasty for like the dumbest of reasons. You forget something in their bag and they're coming back screaming at you. You you forget to give them the like, God forbid, a pack of ketchup. And then they're like, oh, my God, I want my entire food comped. There are. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised oh like oh well my entire order was wrong because i didn't get my ketchup i want my food discounted or my food comped because i am unhappy do you have ketchup at home bitch apparently not 
<laughs> like, come on. Everybody's got ketchup in the fridge. Right. But, um, Everybody. Like we've we've went through like like there is the good there is the bad and those ones like mm. the extreme extreme cases are far in between thankfully um but like the very extreme cases like, like the one i can tell you right now is one lady um like in november <clears throat> she was arguing with my manager because she was saying that us not selling her a kid's meal by itself which is for 12 and under, and this lady was well in her 40s and 50s, um, was saying that we were being discriminatory. Huh? And we're like, no, ma'am, we're not. It's for 12 and under. Well, I'm buying it for my granddaughter. Well, they're not here. So it is, we can't sell it to you. And our in our place, it's you purchase a child menu, you purchase an adult as well, especially for takeout, because we can't guarantee that you're buying this kids meal for yourself which is like half yeah. the price or quarter of the price of what a normal like meal would be yeah. so it's just to save face because at the beginning of the pandemic we had it where office people would be coming in and we'd be buying kids meals and mm. it's because they just didn't they didn't want to pay the full amount mm. so like this lady was like full-on arguing while we had like a full line of people and they're staring at her like are you completely serious right now? And it took everything in me to just stand there and not defend my manager because I could see she was getting frustrated and this woman would not let up. And the the worst part is, is that it was one of my new employees that was the one that was taking the order and um, I was there helping and <clears throat> it was just... Like they they didn't know how to handle it, so I had gotten my my um uh, my shift leader, and then my shift leader called my manager, and then she came down, and I just had to send my my cashier away because I wasn't gonna let her be belittled. Mm -hmm. I can handle it because I've done it for twelve plus years with retail customers, and I've done it for a few years doing already in restaurants. So for me, it wasn't any different. Yeah. So I mean, you still shouldn't I, have to go through that. No, well, no, I I shouldn't have to. But for somebody who's just starting out in the mm -hmm. restaurant business, and I understand if it's not their first job or is their first job. Yeah, I've been there longer. I have the seniority. I have the backbone. So I'd rather yeah. have that customer yell at me. That's true. Than have them yell at one of my newer employees like i'm there to protect them and i don't yeah. care if i'm not management or not i will take the blunt of it yep. and yeah. if it gets too out of hand that's when i will get my manager involved but i will not turn my back on the new uh the new people that start mm -hmm. or even like the younger ones yeah. i won't let them be belittled by customers i will be right there and i will take that attention away from them and put it on yeah. myself mm -hmm. so that they don't have to handle yeah. that because that's i'm just too like when i hear customers get upset with the younger mm -hmm. ones or with like the mm -hmm. new people my manager uh persona comes out because i was one for almost like 10 years so that's mm -hmm. what i just basically go in like management mode and i'll walk yeah, up and right. like hey what's going on can you explain this to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i just 
I'm like, I'm not going to let you fucking yell at my people. Like you can yell at me all you want, but I'm just going to stand here because I know how to take it. And I know how to Mm -hmm. kill you with kindness. Basically. So you've decided to go with the alien today for your own reasons. No judgment. All good. But where did the name come from? Where did the alias come from? So my alias actually came from way back when. Uh, if anybody in the stream remembers, I might be dating myself, Gaia Online. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. So um, even actually before that, there was uh, Neopets. Neopets. Yes. So um, before like, I even came to Shadow Black Mirror, I had like the weirdest name. It was actually really mm-hmm. funny because my name, my alias before used to be Firefox. That, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, so I had switched over to Gaia online and I met a group of people that we used to like role play uh, stories online through the um, the boards and everything. Um, I was also really into Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, Vampire High. And what was the other one? Uh, Angel. Uh, yeah. So there was like all those like dark vampire uh, things. And so we were creating our own, I guess it was like, at that time, I believe it was a Yu-Gi-Oh role play. And so I had my, my old, my original character, actually. And I was trying to find uh, a name and backstory to her. So I always, I always was drawn to Shadow. It was just something that it, it just always came to me no matter like what nickname or whatever that I always wanted mm-hmm. to do so that was there but I wanted I needed to find a last name uh for mm-hmm. her for this role play and I just could not figure out um what it was so I had actually started just going by Shadow Viper Veil at for the longest time okay and that was like my first alias uh, for online, whatever. And that was what I signed up for a good few amount of things for. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was mm-hmm. doing this one story, we could go online and we could find pictures and things. So my OC was the daughter of Anubis um, in, in Yu-Gi-Oh. So I had was just going to find, I guess you can say like pictures online i think this is when uh, deviant art was still kind of like around so i was going through there and on google there was a picture that they had um uh that i had found and it was a picture of a female uh kind of like anubis figure and in the bottom corner uh it had black mare so I don't, it wasn't the person's like name or anything. Like I had actually mm. checked. Um, so it wasn't like I was taking somebody else's yeah. name or anything, mm. but I'm like, oh, Blackmare, that's pretty cool. And when I, mm. I click the image and you can go and check out their other stuff, they had it actually as Anubis Blackmare on oh, okay. another picture. And I'm like, oh, so when I was that young, I'm like, oh, that might be, that would be a really cool black, uh, last name mm-hmm. so that's what mm-hmm. i put my name is like shadow blackmare and it's stuck with me ever since nice. so i i built off of that character 
I took that name out of that that story and I built an entire um like backstory uh I actually have a crest of arms that I made that is actually tattooed on my body nice oh nice and it, it's really cool because when people ask me about it I'm like oh it's actually my my OC character's uh crest of arms so it it went from being Anubis's daughter to like this um vampire uh character that is like half vampire half demon that rules this entire like shadow realm and things and like has subjects and like is a sub ruler to like all these other realms uh Mm. with things and then so it, it just built off so far <laughs> that has just become its own thing and no matter how many times i tried to f- uh, think of like different names or like different gaming names or like it, it it always went back to shadow black mirror and it was just a name that sticks with me and is a part of me now because god knows i have that <laughs> tattooed on me um but uh it it's something that came to me and it's not something that went away mm-hmm. and it just has so much history and mm-hmm. I've developed such a relationship with this name that it's just basically what I go with so no matter where I am online that that's what it is yeah I love it nice mm-hmm. uh I do want to say thank you so much shadow for popping onto the show today uh, for telling us about what you do for a living, all that kind of like the ins and outs of one of the more mundane jobs in the world. And uh, people just don't know a lot about it. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming in and uh, sharing that with us today. No problem. It was my pleasure. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, the day old question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I wanted to be a gamer influencer when I grew up. When hey! I was <laughs> so like I've I've seen like the people like PewDiePie, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, yeah. like all those guys. Like I would have given anything if I would have started when they started. I probably would have been maybe about a quarter of what they are. But right. I I would have loved to been able to have and do this as a career. Yeah. If I would have started when they started way back in the two, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. if I had the means, yeah. um, 100%, I would have been a streamer and influencer, like right from the get go. As much as like I was like a, a shy little person, I loved games. And what? I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I still am. I have such social anxieties. Like I can't go out of my house where I'm like, oh, I have to interact right? with people. It's two people yeah. out here. I want to go back inside. Hey, but God I knows totally behind the computer screen, I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Let's do this. <laughs> I have like all the energy of the world where I don't know where it comes from. But I guess it's just like I can't actually see these people. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Point. I can do it. <laughs> But exactly. uh, yeah, if I would have been able to do it at the same time as those guys, I probably would have been a, a game, a gamer, like a gaming influencer, a, a streamer, a content creator doing all this fun stuff. Um, probably not so much like the what some people are doing, like 
I would mostly just be like playing the um like the new games and everything. Like a lot of that I've noticed has really fallen off the rails. Like it used to be in the early 2000s when like a new popular game would be coming out. Let's do um when uh South Park came out. That was the biggest thing for the longest time. So it was like when that came out, everybody, all the streamers were were playing it and then when the next game came out that would be like the next one so let's say it was like resident evil 4 um but nowadays it's like um oh i haven't been on youtube as much because it's it's gotten i don't know what the word is for it but youtube's gotten kind of uh more money hungry than they have been and it's gotten really boring to watch Yeah. So a lot of things have I actually switched over to more Twitch and I've gotten on to the TikTok and Mm -hmm. and such. It's getting very um I'll switch. more strict too. Yeah, yes. that's the other thing. Twitch mm -hmm. is very what I really like about Twitch is that they're very um user oriented. Mm -hmm. They're very for the community and for the user. Yeah. Or like you said, YouTube is very it's YouTube is Google. Google is very money hungry. Yes. Yeah, it, it was really sad when when uh, Google and Dilly actually up buying up uh, YouTube. It was a very sad day. <laughs> I could, I could, I actually watched the differences between one of like a few of my stream or the few of the guys that I would watch, and then all of a sudden it just kind of like changed. Like, yeah, um, they just it they got more different with their content. I got a lot of more strict with their content because mm -hmm. they couldn't be as free-minded as they did. Yeah, so then that's I when noticed. they started switching over to like different uh, communities. Like I, mm -hmm. um, one content creator, I'm, I'm not going to, to mention him because he's got some bad history now. So I really don't want to give him any exposure or even like get people to yeah. um, like look him up. But anyways, like he used to be really big on YouTube and he switched over to Twitch because they were yeah. better for him and he was able to do um, uh, more things on there, even though that it was more just for streaming because he used mm. to just stream on certain nights and then it just went like he just completely left YouTube. <laughs> Like, I think his like last one is in like in 2019. Oh wow. 2018 is the last time he posted on YouTube and he just doesn't go back. He just only posts on Twitch. So for sure. But uh yeah, like it, it if that probably would have been something, like I probably would have like ended up going from like Twitch and YouTube and and doing all that. Like I I it's just I would have been like, oh, playing games for the rest of my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or like even like um collaborating with uh like a studio after a while if I would have gotten big enough and actually creating my own game would have been really cool. Ooh, that would have been, cool. been really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, like I think well, PewDiePie sorry. ended up making a game for his uh for the iPhone. And then also Smosh did the same thing. Like they ended up making a game, which I don't think you can find it on uh iOS or um Apple store anymore. Oh. There you go. But, um, yeah, I think that would have been really cool. Nice. Well, again, just want to say thank you so much for popping in today. It's been an absolute pleasure uh getting to know you and having you in studio. Uh ladies and gentlemen, it has been Shadow 
Black Mare here on Weird Careers. Thank you so much, Shadow, for popping in today. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Do you have a cool or interesting job? You never know. Believe it or not, your 9 to 5 may be more interesting than you think. So don't be shy and shoot us an email at weirdcareerspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you liked us, please give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to us. It really helps us to get seen. Thanks for tuning in and exploring with us. We hope you will join us next time. And until then, I'm Eric. And I'm Danny. Cheers. Cheers.